0: It's Michigan versus everybody. At least that's what the new gear from the University of Michigan says. Many Michigan football fans would agree after the Big Ten's decision to suspend coach Jim Harbaugh because of sign-stealing allegations.
1: It's a big mess. Bottom line, though, this Michigan team is pretty good, despite all of the controversy.
0: Is Michigan, a team on a winning streak, really the victim here? This is Stateside. I'm April Baer. Over the weekend, Michigan fans were elated to see their team beat Penn State, even with Coach Harbaugh absent from the sidelines. But even with the incredible season that the Wolverines have been having on the field, the national story for Michigan over the past few weeks has been all about sign stealing.
1: I mean, when it comes to stealing signs... That is a regular happening in the world of football.
0: That's Al Martin, sports reporter and host for WKAR in Lansing. Today, he's going to walk us through the scandal and what it means to this football season. Yes, sign stealing is definitely something that happens. But as Al points out, there are rules.
1: Now, where it becomes problematic as it pertains to what's being alleged here is you cannot have anyone in-person scouting other schools. That's the problem. Now, if you're if you're looking at signals on a broadcast, that's okay. If you are looking across the field as the game is happening and trying to pick up on things, l- looking at signs that way, that is fine. But you cannot, in college football, send somebody to other school stadiums to pick up signals and then bring that back to your program, it's 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 illegal. So I look at it this way: you know, when you when you have this allegation taking place, a lot of people may say, "Well, this happens all the time in in football. What's the big deal here?" Well, the big deal is when you look at football, it is such a chess match that any little advantage you can get could make a make for a big advantage in The game in the grand scheme of things, because the the line is just so fine, you know, and the individual that's at the center of this is Connor Stallions. He's a former U.S. Naval Academy grad, Marine captain. He was on the staff serving as both a recruiting analyst and sign decipherer. Right. (laughs) So he's accused of sending as many as sixty five people to record games across the Big Ten. And across the country, that is a big no-no. There's also an investigation taking place uh, because a lot, a lot of people have to realize this. Yes, the Big Ten conducted its own investigation. They did. They were in communication, I should say, with the NCAA. But the NCAA also has its own investigation taking place here. Uh, but there's a video out there of Connor Stallions possibly being on the sidelines in a Central Michigan University baseball cap and sunglasses at Spartan Stadium earlier this year. There's, a, there, there's, again, that's all alleged. We don't know if it was actually him that's being investigated. But, you know, this is, I think it's, it's a big deal because anytime you have any kind of in-person scouting taking place and, and you know what's coming the next play, it, it can create an advantage. And if you look at it, this is alleged to have started back in 2021. And if you look at Michigan's record from that point on, that's when things started turning for them and they started winning games. That's when they started winning Big Ten championships and going to the college football playoffs. So I know that's a lot, but that that's what's being alleged here. You cannot in-person scout. That's, that's a big no-no.
0: So Michigan beat Penn State over the weekend. This was despite Jim Harbaugh being suspended from attending the game. Were you expecting them to pull out the victory, Al?
1: You know, Michigan was favored in that game. And I'll say this, it certainly was a wild scene, wasn't it? I mean, look, it took 23 days and a lot of people are are debating why it took this long. Well, it took 23 days because that's how long that Tony Petiti and the Big Ten Conference, Tony Petiti being the Big Ten Conference commissioner, that's how long they felt that they needed in order to make sure that they had enough evidence um, to feel that Michigan did violate the rules as it pertains to in-person scouting. You know, that 13 page letter that was sent from the Big Ten to Michigan, you know, it lays out a spreadsheet with detailed information pertaining to the sign stealing, uh, you know, alleged scheme here, uh, Mm -hmm. travel records, etc. But in terms of the game, going back to your question, I I thought that Michigan would beat Penn State. I I wasn't surprised there. They were the favorite. I knew it wouldn't it wouldn't be an easy game because Penn State is one of the best teams in the Big Ten Conference. They have been for a while but when you look at the talent that is on this michigan team right now april and that's the thing you know this this team has the potential to win a national championship and when you put that in perspective and you add in the fact that okay there is this investigation going on in which alleged cheating is taking place that's why this story has captivated the nation because you could have a national championship winner but at what cost, right?
0: Yeah, and whose coach has been suspended not once, but twice during the season. Exactly,
1: exactly. You know, Harbaugh, and a lot of people forget about that. Harbaugh was suspended. It it was a self-imposed suspension by the University of Michigan due to recruiting violations dating back to the pandemic. But then, you know, even when it comes to that, the NCAA, well, I should say the Big Ten said that, OK, yeah, that that's that's cool and all that you uh, suspended yourself. But we're not going to accept that suspension. We're going to have our own suspension when it comes to that.
0: We need to take a break. When we come back, what is the University of Michigan's response to all this? And we'll talk about the other winning team in the state. Are the Detroit Lions really Super Bowl contenders? Stay with us.
1: Support for Michigan Public's stateside podcast comes from Lake Trust Credit Union, working to empower financial well-being for Michigan consumers, businesses, and communities. Committed to financial solutions and advice to support people and families. More information at laketrust.org.
0: Support for the stateside podcast comes from Kalamazoo College, offering a personalized education that combines critical thinking, curiosity, and creativity. Committed to preparing students for meaningful careers that make a positive impact on the world. More at kzoo.edu. So Michigan's made it clear that it is going to fight the three suspensions that the Big Ten is trying to impose. They were not able to get a court order fast enough to make a difference in the Penn State game. But there is a hearing on Friday scheduled. In response to Michigan's request for a restraining order, uh, Al, is there? I mean, is this a thing? Can you imagine a Michigan State court stepping into referee something that is basically a Big Ten matter between one of you know one of its schools and and the conference?
1: I really can't, and and that's the conversation that I've been having with you know some of my colleagues in sports media this entire weekend. Would a judge intervene here? um and say nope jim is good Th- this is wrong um or or make any kind of ruling on the matter right but yeah like like you said i mean michigan is seeking this court order to to block the suspension um a hearing in washington county is expected to be held on friday now judge tim connors he was given the case late friday but he chose not to make a ruling before that kickoff against penn state on saturday but like like you just noted i, I don't I don't I can't see a judge saying, you know what? No, Michigan should have its head coach on the sidelines for these last two games. This is wrong. I, I just don't think it's that serious of a matter, really. This is this is a a a a college football issue here. And look, I to be honest with you, I think Michigan got off pretty lightly here. I think that this was a, a slap on the wrist because even though Harbaugh would not be on the sidelines these final games to close out the regular season, he is still able to attend and run practices. He's still able to be in at film sessions. He is still able to attend any other team related activities. So I think many look at this as look, the hay is already in the barn by Saturday, where, you know, when you look at the weekly preparation, that's what really matters most. Look, Jim can even still travel with the team. He just has to stay at the hotel. He just cannot be at the venue. So, yeah,
0: I mean, I guess if, if what you're saying is true, we could be looking at a Michigan-Ohio State game that's minus the coach of Michigan's football team. This is so nuts. I mean, we, we know that the NCAA may consider further penalties. But, Al, do you think that the college football playoff committee is going to think twice about inviting Michigan into a championship game with all this in the wind?
1: It's It's possible. It it is possible. But as we've seen these, you know, first couple of weeks when it comes to the college football playoff rankings and, you know, their comments on how much consideration they are taking when it comes to this pending investigation in, in ranking Michigan. I mean, look, Michigan is still in the top four, you know, regardless of the investigation taking place. We all know that the NCAA it drags its feet when it comes to these investigations. So I would be very surprised if they do issue some kind of ruling or, or some kind of conclusion to the investigation before the playoff officially begins. So I think that again, if the investigation is still taking place when the season is all said and done, and let's say that Michigan does beat Ohio state, right. And the college football playoff committee is looking at this and saying, okay, well, you know, they have a pretty, squeaky clean record here I think we should put them in there's going to be a lot of controversy because I think that what what gets lost in this conversation as well is other teams out there who aren't under investigation for let's call it like it is for cheating other schools are going to say well what about our kids you know, they, they aren't under investigation. So why do they deserve to to be on the outside looking in at the expense of a team like Michigan that is under investigation for alleged cheating? So it, it gets really, really sticky. But the the college football playoff is letting it be known that, you know, hey, Michigan is still regardless of this taking place, there is no conclusion to the investigation. So we are looking at strictly football and Michigan keeps on winning games.
0: Uh, And by the way, a lot of people want to see teams with good records in the, in the
1: playoff yes. games.
0: For so, sure.
1: For sure. Yep.
0: Before we let you go, I got to ask about the Lions. That was such a nail biter against the Chargers. And I mean, I think we could say that game came out the way it did, largely because of coach Dan Campbell's fourth down play call. I mean, that was considering how much people have been saying same old Lions about like the final quarters of their games lately, this feels like a, a new strategy or at least a, a different outcome for the strategy that he, Campbell seems to like.
1: Well, one thing is consistent about Dan Campbell and his, you know, tenure here as head coach of the Lions, he is not afraid to go for it in in, in you know in, in the most crucial moments, especially on fourth and down. I mean, it's fourth and short. You are on the Chargers 20 something yard line. If you don't get that, you know, then hey, who who knows what happens, right? The Chargers could go down and possibly win the game, but I, I thought it, it, it took a lot of guts for him to do that. I mean, Dan Campbell is known to go forward on fourth down. This is a Lions team, though, that is so good at just about every facet of the game. If there is any, if there's any, you know, tink in the armor right now that I see, it's maybe the secondary. But right now, the Lions are showing that they can win close games. They have beaten some pretty formidable teams in the league so far. Now, I know that we're, you know, like at the halfway point of the season, but I I think the Lions are showing that they are a team that can compete with anybody. They're leading the NFC North right now. (laughs) Lions, it's a weird – thing to say but I think Lions fans should embrace this team being a legit Super Bowl contender dare I say oh, you that, said that's it. So wild. I can't believe I just said that
0: you said it <laughs> I am just I'm gonna I'm not gonna even I'm gonna, I'm gonna pretend that didn't happen when Dan Campbell says that he wants the Lions to finish with the ball in their hands I mean I think a lot of coaches would like that aspirationally but did you see the choices really manifesting that that outcome
1: Yeah. Well, I, I, I kind of had the feeling, I mean, when we saw that, you know, it was fourth and short because the Lions defense had played so suspect, we'll call it that throughout that game. I knew that Dan probably was thinking to himself, okay, I don't want to, you know, I I could kick the field goal. We'll go up by, you know, we'll go up by six, but you know, putting, putting this game back in the hands of the chargers, knowing that the defense was so bad and gave up so many points in that game he wanted to go for the win and you know in the grand scheme of things look you're you're leading the nfc north what do you got to lose you're the lions for goodness sake so i i i kind of saw that you know outcome taking place um credit to the lions offense though because this is a team like i said you know uh i'm in ross st brown you know having another hundred Plus yard receiving day. You look at the the backfield and Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery, this thunder and lightning duo. David Montgomery had a huge 75 yard touchdown run. I mean, this team is so good. Again, if anything needs to needs to shore up, it needs to tighten up. I, it's that secondary. But <laughs> look, for the most part, they've been decent throughout this season so far.
0: If the worst you can talk about is the secondary, man, what a time to be alive as a Lions fan.
1: (laughs) Yes, for sure. No, no question about it. I, I can't believe I'm talking about the Lions as a Super Bowl contender, but they're proving it week in and week out that they can compete with anybody.
0: Al Martin, sports reporter and host at WKAR Radio and TV. Al, it's great talking to you. Thank you.
1: It's been a pleasure. Thank you.
0: And that's the Stateside Podcast. I'm April Bear. You can find full Stateside episodes at michiganradio.org. Today's pod was produced by our podcast editor, Rachel Ishikawa. Other producers on our show are Mike Blank, Ronia Kavansag, Mercedes Mejia, and April Van Puren. Our intern is Olivia Meradian. Our executive producer is Laura Weber Davis. Music for the pod comes from Blue Dot Sessions and from Audio Network. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.